welcome to another episode of the podcast. Someone this week said that I was the main personality of, and I enjoyed that thoroughly. Adam, my name is Stuart Court, and that is Mr. Adam Nathan. How are we, sir? Hold on, hold on. Let's uh, show my the sausage made. Who's been saying blasphemous rubbish like that? The only person who gives us any feedback. Ah, fine. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> Maybe we could do a poll that only one person would vote, so <laughs> yeah. it would be uh, skewed horribly in your favour. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the main personality of the podcast. Yeah, the, I was referred to as the main personality on the podcast. So. Blimey. Yeah, I was as surprised as you, to be quite honest. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, hell of a way to start. I mean, you can at least prep me if you're going to give me uh, <laughs> you know, shots firing from all angles. Uh, yeah. I took a food last week, so uh, that's doubly annoying. <laughs> I'm not doing that again. Yeah, that's a good, good, strong start to this week's podcast. This week we'll just preview the Arizona Cardinals and try and maybe go through a few of the headline makers from week six in the NFL. But a bye week refreshed everything else apart from Manuel Lanzini, Adam. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to leave this podcast. <laughs> that's, that's just two, two horrific ways to start me off. So if we can get on, I can go home. That'd be great. But yeah, so uh, th- this week the Arizona Cardinals are are, uh, are on are waiting on deck, and weird shit always happens in that building. And this week is kind of a gnarly Cardinals team for that weird shit to happen against, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's just to try and even make a prediction of what's going to happen there seems futile because whatever you predict is going to be something completely bizarre. There'll probably be three defensive touchdowns, you know, 19 safeties, a couple of punt returns. Brian Walters might run one back. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's just a, a crazy building. And I think probably the team's biggest test by distance so far. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's, I mean, this isn't a defense which is vaunted, as the cliche goes, but um, it's especially on the back end with Buda and Byron Murphy and Drake Patrick and Patrick Peterson, this is the toughest secondary this team has faced this year, isn't it? Yeah, I, mean, I guess Stefan Gilmore might might want a word, but um, yeah, but that's one person. This is four yeah, or five. I mean, I think he, yeah, he runs a pretty tight ship over there. I mean, if you look at how they held Denver to yeah. six field goals, whatever, after twelve turnovers, and that was pretty impressive. But yeah, I mean, across the board as a flat as a flat back four uh, in old money. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I imagine that probably will be the toughest uh, that, that our lot come come up against. Yeah, so it's like the pinnacle Dixon, Bold, Adams, Winterburn, yeah? Yeah, exactly. Offside. <laughs> uh, yeah, on the offensive side, we'll go on the defence a bit later, but on the offence, Kyler, uh, it's, although he completed just nine passes on Monday Night Football, it's a pretty impressive nine completion night, wasn't it? He, he's... He's a lot of fun to watch, but I doubt he's going to be much fun to watch when he's wishing every which way on Sunday night, Adam. Yeah, he's got that Mahomesiness about him in the sense that just when you think he's been corralled, he somehow gets away and there's like a seven-yard pickup. He does that skip over the uh, yeah. over the first down marker that just leaves you enough for, you know, makes you just want to throttle the TV. But uh, I mean, he's a quality player. I think by that, I'm just trying to think... By the end of the season, I think he'll be ranked by like the general football community as the best quarterback will have played. Probably. There's no one in the NFC East. 
No. No one else in the NFC West. Well, well, the NFC East when we played the Cowboys. Yeah, I, I still reckon that if you were given the choice of having a franchise quarterback going forward, I, I reckon by the end of this season, most will just about edge Kyler over Dak. But it might be like eighth best in the league versus ninth best in the league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the, the East, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not buying what Josh Allen's selling at this stage. So uh, Yeah, like, but he's the only other one, I think. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, he's not looked great the last two weeks. Uh, Kyler Murray has ran the ball 51 times this year, and 23 of those runs have ended in first downs. He's going five yards a clip, uh, no, seven yards a clip on the ground. He's thrown for 10 touchdowns and ran in six more, which leads the Arizona rushing attack. It's, I mean, if he completes nine passes on Sunday night, that is not going to tell the entire story more than likely, is it, Adam? Was it only nine passes he completed on, not, on Monday night? Nine for 24 is lowest completion percentage in, what, 20? And they absolutely house it. I mean, yeah, they've got, you know, Kingsbury obviously knows what he's doing uh, in running that offense. They've got weapons all over the place. It's going to be, yeah, if Jordan Brooks isn't healthy and Jamal Adams isn't healthy, I'm going to be a little bit worried about the sideline to sideline speed going up against this lot because they are, in, in my dad's football parlance, they are no mugs. Um, <laughs> and so I, I do think that they could cause us, I mean, they caused us absolute carnage at Central League last year. I know we had injuries offensively. I know it was, you know, Carson yeah. and he was out, but I don't think the defence was that banged up and no. they so, mullered us. So we've lost, I think, I've closed the tab, but I think the Cardinals have won three times at Central Link Field with Russell Wilson. They've, they yeah. haven't beat us in that stadium since Russell Wilson's first start <laughs> in 2012. So it's weird, weird. It's just weird shit happens against this team. And, yeah. Because, I mean, they've come in, they've turned the ball over five times and they've beat us. We've beat them 58-0. It's just... If I'm not mistaken, that was Wilson's first home loss that game as well in the Super Bowl year. Because he went eight and zero at home in his in his rookie season. Yeah, it might be. He was he was six and zero at home, and then there was that Cardinals game that oh, yeah. made it fourteen and one. And then they had the Rams game with the Thomas chop, I think, <laughs> yeah, to, yeah, yeah. to round off the season, give us the first pick. So yeah, I mean they're they're just a bizarre team to play, and they got rubbish uniforms. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, the the great thing, well for us, not for him, is that there's no Chandler Jones because he yeah. is an absolute Wilson Slayer wherever he plays him. Yeah. Yeah, Chandler Jones has nine sacks against the Seahawks in eight games, which when I read that, it it, it's better, it reads better than it felt like living through it in those eight games, isn't it, Adam? It, it feels like he sacks Wilson nine times a game. On the <laughs> uh, yeah, also on, also on the offence, Nook Hopkins, 601 yards, leads the league, and he also leads the league in, in catches with 47. The 601 yards is more than the other three likely wide receivers for the Cardinals that will play on Sunday in Fitzgerald, Christian Kirk and uh, Andy Isabella. I mean, he's been the guy in the league for years, Adam. He's won his top three receiving the league over the last five, ten years, really. But he's such an unwelcome ad- addition to the NFC West, isn't he? He's your boy, isn't he? I think if you I, I, look, he's, one receiver, he's, he's, Yeah, he's the best receiver in the league. I think you just have to watch what Deshaun Watson's done for six weeks to realise... How I mean, what Watson's still getting some shit done, but he's not getting it all done because if I'm not mistaken, that Houston game, uh, when we played Deshaun Watson and Nick Hopkins three years ago, I think it was 
Mike Dugar's first year of covering the team at the stadium. Yeah. I remember him tweeting out like, this guy is just a ridiculous yeah. another but, level. Yeah, like, there's a class sound clip. I can't, remember, I can't remember what team it was, but one of the opposing coaches goes goes up to him, uh, a privilege to game, game plan for you. You're the best wide out in the league and not Hopkins replies, I know. And it's just... Oh, yeah, it was a coach. It was a defensive yeah, yeah, coach, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. Who it's was like, that? Oh, come to us. But but yeah, I mean, Kylo and Nock is going to be. I mean, no other team in the NFC have that combination. Well, NFC West has that combination, which is good, literally could either put up all the touchdowns in 400 yards, or it's going to be shut down, kind of thing. Because which is really what Trayvon Diggs did to Nock Hopkins on Monday night. But like the other three teams, the NFC West, well, the other two teams, the NFC West, apart from the Seahawks, don't have that. Uh, patented wide receiver quarterback combo like Kyler and Nook appears to be brewing to be Adam no it's certainly probably the best combination that we'll face that we'll face all year so um, I don't know whether maybe Griffin will shadow him or if he um, I don't know what they do because I'm equally worried about someone like Kirk over the top if they've got all of the the focus on trying to stop the run. I mean, uh, it, you know, if you look at the the Gallup touchdowns and the Thielen and Jefferson, I am a bit worried about that absolute burner over the top, especially if Jamal Adams isn't there. Um, you know, Kyler can throw a good deep ball. There's a lot of ways that they can hurt us. Yeah, uh, this is just, I'm really, the more I look into it and the more we've talked and, and the lead up to doing this part, it's kind of like, Rather hairy, scary this Sunday night is going to be. Um, but, but that's all about the Cardinals. What do the Seahawks really need to do? Because, I mean, like I said, Kyler Murray's got six touchdowns, leads the Cardinals. Kenyon Drake had a long one on on uh, on Sunday on Monday. But like the last two weeks, the Seahawks' run defense has been 100 and 200 yards by the Vikings and the team we played before. Uh, it's Dolphins. there you go. It's not a great mix when Kenyon Drake is slowly getting 65-yard touchdown dashes to the end zone. He's, I mean... Well, I mean, it's Drake that, and it's Edmonds and it's Murray. It's, it's a three-pronged attack. I mean, I'm, I'm nervous about this game. Like, I, I really am. I'm struggling to... I, I, I said to you on a text message yesterday that I feel like, you know, a lot of people have their views on what the Seahawks team is and I find this game really hard to predict but what I do know is that I feel like I'll be able to pretty accurately predict most other games after I see what happens this week because I kind of feel that if we're as good as people think we are we'll win if we are as you know there are a lot of people in the NFL general media that think we're kind of will regress to the middle of the pack and I think if that is the case it'll be this game not not middle of the pack, but let's say we're you know going to be sixth or seventh seed in the NFC as opposed to one or two, which some are thinking. I think that will be clear after this game if we get beaten by 10, 15 points. I kind of feel like all results, I kind of feel like a Seahawk blowout is very possible. Oh, okay. A Seahawk tight one is possible. And the same with the Cardinals. Like If they get everything clicking and we have a bad defensive day yeah. again, we've been fortunate that there's not been an offense that's been able to hurt us both on the in the run and in the past in the same game, because otherwise that would have been really problematic. The Cardinals are probably the first team that could do that to us. Um, and I think it's a big test. Test of the defence, and if they want yeah, if they want respect, this is the type of game to you know, go and win. Yeah, uh, but also, but also, like you said, mentioned earlier, the absences could foretell a lot, couldn't they, when, what, 8 o'clock when all that comes through on Sunday night? I mean, if Jamal is manages even to, just to suit up, his mere presence is going to be a massive thing, because obviously we saw the Rams last year, 
killers with the ends and the the quick runs and quick passes inverted commas um but that that is it kind of feels like that's exactly why he was brought in and this is the first litmus test of that isn't it yeah i mean if there's no adams it's going to be well i mean there, there was an enormous capital given up for him and if he's going to miss four out of the first seven weeks of the season that's going to be you know problematic um that that will be just annoying to, to, to think, I, I'll be pissed off if he's if he's inactive, just because there's so much relying on his his health. You know the way in which they blitz, the way in which they use him. Um, and Ryan Neal is, you know, decent, but he's yeah. not anyway. Jamal Adams and, and Adams is probably going to be potentially a real difference maker um, against an offense you know like Kingsbury that can cause you so many different problems. So yeah, I think you know, whilst when it comes to soccer, football, we're waiting until exactly 2pm to refresh Twitter and see what the team news is. I think that inactives list is going to be the one that dictates your mood for the hour and a half before the game. If especially on that defensive side, because offence seems, feels relatively as it was yeah. so far. I mean, obviously, Rashad Penny is, I mean, he's, I don't think we'll see him this year, but he's like the biggest name on offence, maybe Carlos Hyde, but that's not going to dictate as much as Jamal or, as you said, Jordan Brooks. Yeah, I mean, Daryl Taylor's not, hasn't cut sideways yet, which is a, no. a, a real concern. Um, and also, Rob Staten on him last week scared the bejesus out of me, to be quite honest. That does not sound good. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Offensively, if they keep going at how they did for the first five games of the season, this could be... The old cliched bar burn, barn burner or slobber knocker, as JR used to say in WWE. Yeah, I mean, there's you know we've got an enormous amount of talent ourselves. You know, Carsten will obviously, I think, he'll feature more heavily this week than he has done in the in the previous three or four. I think this will kind of be the game where they start to establish the twenty touches a game that I reckon they probably would see as his his kind of peak number. I don't necessarily know if I agree with it or not, but, you know, as long as they're not running for the sake of running, as long as there's a method to it, then, then fine. Um, you know that DK is going to get free over the top at least once. So is that, you know, can you hit him? You know that Lockett's going to be available 10 times across the middle or, or, you know, David Moore will be involved. Olsen will be around. Disney will be around. There's more than enough talent for us to cause a, you know, decent defense, a lot of problems. Um, I guess it's, it's one of those games that the relationship between how our defense controls their offense will be, you know, if we can keep them under wraps and we can control the game and, you know, run it or pass it and give us some options, I think, it, you know, we'll have an enormous chance to, to get a lot of stuff done. Um, you know, Dallas became so one-dimensional. You know, Dalton, in fact, there were basically no dimension. Dalton couldn't pass and Zeke couldn't hold on to the ball. No. So it was, a, it was a dream scenario for, for the Cardinals. If we can play smart and clean clean ball, I think we should be all right. Yeah. Uh, the Cardinals have given up at least 90 yards on the ground in every game this season. They give up 444 to Teddy Bridgewater, Matt Rule, and the Carolina Panthers. So this clearly is, a deep, despite all the the name recognition Buddha Baker's getting this week, he won defensive player of the week for the NFC after his... I mean, he's a legitimate star in that defense, but that that there is get atable aspects of this defense, isn't it? And it appears that starts with, as you say, Chris Carson getting a heavier workload than he had he did for the through, for, through the first five. Adam, yeah, I mean you'll know more than me. They've not really got Isaiah Simmons 
working no. fully yet, have they? I mean, he was a player that I was enormously excited coming out of the draft and you know, gutted to see him end up in the NFC West. But he's one of those kind of Derwin Jamesy hybrid players mm. that if he gets into click, um, you know, let's just hope that hope he clicks from next week because uh, <laughs> I don't want to see him bring his, his Clemson form to. Uh, was it Clemson or LSU? It was Clemson, wasn't it? Yeah, Clemson. Yeah, I don't want to see him bringing that form uh, to this game. And obviously, as you say, the secondary they've got, they've stacked it really nicely. And they've, yeah, for the first time uh, yeah, for, in a while, they've got some real support for Patrick Peterson since, since Tyron Matthew left. Yeah, I mean, it, on that defence, it is quite annoying. I mean, you've got the Rams, you've got Taylor Rapp. It's quite annoying where when we watch Huskies for three years and then we watch them for 10 years, make our lives somewhat more slightly more miserable Adam isn't it with Byron and Buddha yeah I mean you want to root for these guys but there's only a limit to how far you can do when they uh, <laughs> go and join the old enemy yeah uh, so prediction confidence and a wild call for Mr. Nathan Edison then I uh, I'm gonna go with 27-24 win I've got very little confidence in that pick <laughs> um, because I, I generally just have I have no read on how this game is going to go at all I, I, as I say I could see any any result happening my wild pick is a touchdown for Jacob Hollister interesting I can just see like a, some kind of like bootleg you know read for you know, play action play action bootleg Hollister in the back back of the left end zone on the screen towards the top of it, top of the end zone on the left screen. Brett Hall would shut the ball out. <laughs> cool. That's the podcast title sorted. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go 33 26. Seahawks. Touchdown win. Yeah, Seahawks. They, this defense, I don't know. I think Chris Carson's going to have a big day, but my uh, wild one is I think there's going to be a defensive score for the Seahawks on. Sunday. Nice. Yeah. Well, if we had one, we've had a safety against Dallas. We had a defensive score this season. I'm not sure. Don't we have. I think so. Because KJ's interception didn't go anywhere, really. No. Atlanta, we didn't. No. Patriots, we didn't. No. Cowboys, no. Dolphins, no. No. So, no def- only, only that safety in Dallas. So, yeah. it'd be nice to put some points on the board. It would. It was like kickoff returns and punt returns. Like they're just not. No. So yeah, unless the Titans put Derek Henry back, it's probably not going to happen, is it? He's the best in the world. <laughs> Maybe he might be the best ever running back. I mean, I, I know I'm I, I know I'm egging the pudding slightly, but I've never seen anyone. He's just it's, ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Uh, it's quick. But yeah, I think let me see. It's six now. Like is it four of the next or five of the next six are against NFC West teams as well, which is a tough run. But if they get through that, sitting somewhere adjacently to where they currently sit in the NFC with the Packers losing and I mean that was rather enjoyable for several reasons on Sunday but um, yeah like if they sit somewhat adjacently to where they sit now in six weeks at Thanksgiving it's a pretty good way to get through this run isn't it? You're right um, I mean, and it's two I mean it's across the country to Buffalo back to LA up Back home to it's just. Nothing. I mean, if I offered you three and three in the division, would you take it? I think I probably would because I reckon they'll win every other game. Who, who else have we got? We got Buffalo. Yeah, yeah, we would. Yeah, we would. Oh, yeah, I'll take that. We got, got Philly. Buff- have we got Philly this year. We haven't we? We've got the whole NFC East to play. 
We've got, we've still got the Giants, the Washington football team, the Eagles. And the Jets. The Bills and the Jets. And yeah. Out of... And I think we've had every NFC. Have we got... Who's the NFC South? No, we've played the Vikings and we've played, played, the, played the Falcons already. Falcons, and yeah. we played the Vikings. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's yeah. six NFC and then... Yeah, I think I'd probably take three and three in division. Yeah. I mean, our pal Mike Dugan made a point that it was, it's, it was quite... I can't remember what word he used, but it was quite good that the uh, all the AFC West were on prime time when the Seahawks weren't playing, so the full attention of Seahawks fans really mm. was on that team. And what did you make of what you saw of the three teams? I mean, obviously, Kyler. Which was that I had to watch kind of more highlights than anything else. Um, yeah, the night the Niners and the Rams will go as far as their coach saying to them. I think we probably. I mean, Jared said, Goff, Jared Goff was bad on Sunday night. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean. Just, Water's wet, sky's blue, unless <laughs> it's not. Um, yeah, I mean, that doesn't over... You know, Jared Goff, as much as Michael Silver can bleat on about how brilliant his former Cal uh, love child is, he ain't it. No. And, you know, today I, thought, I, I saw Silver, who obviously got a real hard-on for the, the NFC West teams, not... Well, he doesn't mind Seattle, but I think he said that Jimmy Grappler has elite, otherworldly spaceman arm talent. Who? Which was Jimmy Grappler which I thought was an interesting... So, so on, on, there's a stat on that first drive the Niners had on Monday night where he was four for four, but had minus... It was minus 40 air yards because all of his passes were, were behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah, I did that's see quite a, arm few, talent. quite a few memes talking about you know, what Jimmy G looks like when he's asked to pass <laughs> past the line of scrimmage. Yeah. Um, look, I think the Seahawks probably are the best team in the division. They're the most rounded team in the division. But... I do think we are potentially the most, we, we are as vulnerable a team in the division as well. You, know, you, you can get at the defense at will, but there is a juju about this team that there's a never say die attitude. I think from a mentality standpoint and a, a believe a bit, you know, how much they believe in themselves. Yeah, it's not quantifiable, but it matters. And they've made enormous plays when it matters where other teams haven't. And there's, there's only so random and only so much luck that can be that there, there's a reason this team makes the big plays in the big moments. Yeah. Um, and as a result, I still, you know, fairly confident of winning the division by two games. Yeah, I think the massive part of that is is exactly the same as it was six weeks ago and a year ago. Is the quarterback we have is the best one by some distance in the division, and that's just gonna, as you say, yeah. it's gonna equal a lot. I mean, we saw it ten days ago against the Vikings. We're gonna see it almost certainly over the next ten weeks as well. So I think that is the biggest difference for and what puts his team in the playoff conversation every year while he's quarterback because he's just he's he's better than the other three by uh, currently by some distance as well well um, I mean he might not be that much better than Murray but however much he is better than Murray is the same distance again to the next two I mean that's yeah that's a, that, that's an absolute chasm I, I don't <laughs> think either of those guys can I know they've been in the last two Super Bowls but I don't yeah. think those guys let's see you you take the coach out of the equation I don't think those guys with Pete Carroll could win a Super Bowl um, I do think Kyler Murray with Pete Carroll could probably win a Super Bowl. Um, but I don't think those the other two are. You know, I think they are hugely reliant on the genius that is both of their coaches. Yeah, especially Shanahan. I think. Yeah. I think. I mean, the Rams kind of get a pass because they got probably the best player in the league in Aaron Donald. When he does nothing, they do nothing. Uh, quick spin in the bin, Mister Nathan. Let's do it. Uh, I'll kick off. It's all the people who are revisiting the 2017 NFL draft, particularly those four or five picks 
which ended up with the Seahawks taking Monique McDowell and didn't take Buda Baker amongst others. The Buda Baker one especially, I think Jackson Bevans tw- pointed out on Twitter that they didn't take Buda Baker because they'd just given Cam Chancellor a hell of a lot of money and they had no idea what seven, eight months later that he was going to be. It's just like you don't have to revisit and the team's 5-0. and oh. Like At some point, you just got to enjoy it. I mean, you need to stop trying to find ways to critique and criticise and bash the people making decisions. They're five and oh, they're one of three in beating teams in the league. One, the only one in the NFC. It's just, just this straw clutching, and it's somewhat unfair out of context when the context of the 2017 draft was what it was, Adam. Uh, yeah, I mean, everyone loves a what if moment in sports. I think mean, sometimes it can be quite instructive to look back and, yeah, you know, let's be honest the way in which the team have used their draft picks at the top of the, you know, no, on the, on the yeah. first couple of days have not been particularly impressive when you look at what we've got in return. So mm. if you were to say, you know, if the conversation was led of, you know, they've not been great at picking high up the draft, look at picks like Buda Baker. I don't, I don't mind the retrospective draft stuff. I, I find it, well, yeah. I mean, look, if, you, if you're using it to slaughter the team, yeah. then obviously that's ridiculous. If you're using it as like a, ha, huh, yeah, but the Buda Baker one is annoying because, like I said, they, they're Cam Chancellor. They had no idea that he was going to get the freak, sure. freak injuries six, seven months later. The TJ Watt one is more annoying because he was, he's legitimately like one of the best pass rushes in the league. Yeah. And we don't have that anymore. No, uh, well, we uh, could really, uh, yes, yeah, certainly use, use someone like that. But yeah, but I mean, with the Baker, we'd still have 20, 2021, 2022 draft picks, I guess. We wouldn't have traded for <laughs> Jamal Adams. Uh, anyone for you for the bin? Anyone for me? I mean, I, I put them in last week, but I just think the way in which the Jets are running their operation is <laughs> t- tantamount to a disgrace and someone's going to get hurt. And I just really hope that Sam Darnold escapes from there. There's something, you know, maybe Pittsburgh can give up a, th- a second or third round pick to make him Big Ben's backup for a couple of years before he can take the reins there because he's obviously got talent. I just feel so sorry for, for the guy. And then you, you sent me a message today uh, talking about how Trevor Lawrence has got an advisor saying that if Jets the number one pick, don't come out of college. I mean, if anything was as damning as it could possibly be about uh, your organisation, it's probably that, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it has to be. There was a stat on Sunday. I mean, the Dolphins have made the move to Tua, which is a different conversation. But um, the Jets had a a third down conversion pretty late in the game on Sunday. And it was the first third down conversion of the day. The teams went a combined one for 23 on third down. And it was just, they're they're not even trying. Yeah. I mean, like the, the Giants, the Giants beat Washington on Sunday and the Redskins went for two points at the end just to try it and win a football game. Like, that's, that's the biggest crime, if it's not a strong word, but yeah, it's pathetic. The only thing he seems to be trying to do is injuring opposition players with Greg Williams doing what Greg Williams yeah. does. But it's it's just, like, the fact he's still their coach is, it's like, yeah, it's, what on earth does he have on those people? Um, but yeah, any other NFL headlines? I mean, Derek Henry, we've touched on. The Sean Watson yeah, reaction no. to the coin toss was pretty funny. That that was funny, and I, I think the Titans could be. I know I know they made the championship game last year, but I don't think anyone expected them to be in the championship game last year. I think they could be, you know, maybe challenge the Chiefs for that first overall pick. I mean, in the division, the Titans have got the Jaguars, the Texans, and the Colts. 
whereas the Chiefs have got to play the Raiders again. The Chargers always give them fits. It wouldn't stun me that the Ravens have got to play the Steelers twice, I think. And, um, yeah, it wouldn't be an enormous surprise to me if the, if the Titans got that first overall pick. And, you know, I, first overall pick. The um, seed. first seed in the AFC. And, you know, I'm not a huge fan of people like Taylor Lewan saying, if you give us adversity, this is what you're going to get. I mean, you gave yourselves and, and COVID-19. Then, yeah, and then, and then he's irresponsible and team then building. And then his knee popped. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I think that that's a bit pinworthy, the way in which Lawan was was reacting to some of the press the Titans got. I thought they deserved all the stick they got for the way in which they treated the COVID situation. But Vrabel, yeah, Vrabel is surely the next Patriots coach. He's, you I mean, kind of think he's going to go back there. I mean, like there must be a sense of pride with all these coaches that Bill Belichick's put out into the wild finally won. It's like it's, I mean, it's like like red rum finally ha- red ones uh, red rum going to stir and waiting twenty five years to get a grand national winner again, isn't it? Yeah, I mean he's uh, a brilliant coach, and uh, yeah. I like him. I think he's a, he's a great guy to watch. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, see the Titans this Sunday could be a lot of fun because I mean, Baker Mayfield went from a top ten quarterback again to benched in the third quarter on Sunday. I mean that team is that that team must be. Stressful to root for. They are, yeah. I actually Jekyll and Hyde. I quite liked the fancy decision. They were losing. It's got yeah. probably broken ribs or bruised ribs. I thought probably as much to do about nothing. But as uh, as you know, I've seen people say the problem with Baker Mayfield is that he throws a you know back breaking pick, and then there's, a, there's a, an advert with his face on it two minutes <laughs> later. So he uh, he's not really able to avoid the, some of the limelight, which I'm sure he, he wishes he could. Um, the bank balance works out probably quite well for him as a result. No, and also another thing in NFL, Phil Rivers saying that he's he's missing all the journalists because he doesn't know the journalists in Indy, so he's read all their stuff last couple of weeks, which must have made for interest in reading about a week or so ago. I mean, <laughs> Phil Rivers is just so much fun. Also, the tale of the tape they put up during that game on Sunday where they compared how many kids him and oh, That was very funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was... Uh, Nine to that... zero for those who weren't watching. Yeah, one more and he can uh, quarterback his own team. He can. I mean, he might do because his arm is... I mean, he carried one of my dynasty teams to a rare victory in one of the dynasty leagues I've got. And this week I'm starting Jalen Hurts, a quarterback. Uh, talk of the fantasy, Adam. Uh, how many yards do you get for a kneel down? Oh, I'm not sure if... Uh, yeah, no one cares about fantasy no. teams, but I did lose the game <laughs> by one yard. So point one of a point. One of a point. And actually, it turns out that uh, a Mahomes completion that he got late, late that tipped over the line... Um, there were three Kansas City Chief offensive linemen about eight yards down the field. That should have been called back. So uh, when I don't make the playoffs in one of my leagues, that's going to be wide. It's going to be really annoying. Or enjoyable, depending on your point of view. Uh, I think that is everything. The Seahawks, uh, yeah, Arizona, and then San Francisco the week after looking at the other nine o'clock games. That could be a Sky One, which will be fun. Um yeah, I think that's everything. If you want to get involved with the podcast, all usual means and methods, you can. Um, but yeah, if you, this has been the Pedestrian Podcast. Talks. <laughs>